I'm Janie Pilgrim, and this is The Deal. I'm Janie Pilgrim, and this is The Deal. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I hope that everyone had a great weekend and uh, is ready to get the work started today on Tuesday. Um, I wanted to bring you a topic today um, that on a lot of levels I think have been spoken about quite a bit. It's been over-saturated and overused in the market and that topic is networking. Today's topic is building your network one person at a time. And the reason why I say that it's been um, overutilized and saturated, you know, everyone's thinking about networking. Everybody talks about networking. If you Google it, you can find lots of information out there on networking. And networking, in its essence, really is about connecting with people. But people um, need to shift from the old mindset of networking to the current way that networking is done and done effectively. The old way of networking was really about gathering names, getting information in your database, and just kind of calling them at will. And that may have worked or that may not have worked. Um, it really depended on if you had the personal relationships with folks. And that's where we are today. It's not about gathering as many names as you can have in your Rolodex or your phone or your, you know, your iPad or your smart device. It's really about building deeper relationships. And part of the challenge is when we're dealing with a society today where the devices have taken precedent over the human emotion and the human connection, we lose something in that translation and that translation and that transfer of information. So I really wanted to spend some time today talking about networking and how to do it effectively in a way that's more abundant in your life and to build deeper relationships. We already mentioned that it's not a numbers game. It's about connecting with people on a, diff uh, on a deeper level. That being said, when you go to a function, you should branch out and chat with folks. And for you extroverts out there, I understand. Um, I'm sensitive to that because I have a couple of friends who are extroverts. And going up to someone and starting a conversation with them and you don't know the person is a challenge. It's a challenge for most people. I have to tell you, I'm an extrovert. I'm very extroverted, but I do get gun shy when I have to go up to strangers that I don't know. I will say that if I'm at an event and I'm speaking or I'm hosting an event, it's a lot easier for me to connect with people and have conversations with them because at that point, I've already programmed my brain, my personality that evening. I'm, I'm charged with going in and making it happen. So there's a mind shift that happens with me. But if I'm at someone else's event and I'm not speaking and I'm not on the agenda, I, I sort of clam up a little bit. You know, I'll sit at my seat and I'll, um, you know, have dinner or if it's a, you know, stand up networking session, you know, I'll speak to someone if they're standing, happen to stand next to me, but it's not a concerted effort to come out of my comfort zone. So I do understand for you introverts out there that this could be a challenge. And I'm here to say, I have good news for you. 
it is not a numbers game. So if you go to an event and you meet one person, but you begin to build a deep relationship with that one person, that's a win. Because honestly, if you think about all the things that has happened in your life, that's great, or at least very good. It wasn't a thousand people that were your cheerleader, typically, unless you're a public figure, it's usually that one relationship that makes a difference. And the people who are in your life who you impact their lives. So for you introverts out there, Don't worry, it won't sweat it. We are going to capture information that will be good for you as well as for those who are extroverts. So again, it's not a numbers game. It's really about building deeper relationships. And again, I mentioned in this social media phenomenon that we're dealing with today, a lot of people, and I want to say young people, you know, in their 20s, but honestly, this has caught fire and it's affecting people in their 30s, 40s, even 50s. My mom, you know, is in her later, late 60s and, you know, she's on Facebook. She doesn't directly get on Facebook, but she does it via her grand her granddaughter so she can see the kids' pictures. So this phenomenon is a great way to communicate. So what I want to do is include in this dialogue that social media can be a tool to communicate as well. Um, I I often text people all the time. And quite honestly, some people prefer texting over communicating. Um, And it's gotten to the point where you can have people at the table, three people at the table, and they're looking all at their phones. But we don't want to go there in this conversation. What we want to do is focus on a way that your devices and social media and just your ability to connect with folks can work to your advantage. So if you're at an event and you're feeling really froggy and you want to jump, um, I'll repeat that. If you're feeling really froggy for those who missed it and want to jump, (laughs) do that and meet as many people as possible. Um, If you feel that you can connect with them, what I do now, which I didn't always do earlier in my career, what I do now is I go home and the next day and I lay the cards out and I link in them. I look look on LinkedIn for them. And interestingly enough, you have to meet people where they are. Some people say, well, I don't want to Facebook folks um, because that's what I keep up on my personal, uh, my personal information. And And that's fine. That's great to do. So having a LinkedIn profile is great. There are some people, however, they prefer to be on Facebook. And I meet people where they are with that as well. I mean, quite honestly, I don't put a lot of personal stuff on my Facebook page. I keep it professional slash personal. I may put pictures of me, you know, put a selfie up every now and then. I'll put, um, you know, motivating comments or a post or maybe some artwork or some interesting sayings. So I, I, I keep it light without going to a lot of detail in my life and I keep it professional. So I'm fine with connecting with someone on Facebook. If you're a person who, you know, you put, you know, some personal stuff out there it's, or your Facebook is really just for your really, really close friends. And if you feel that you want to connect with people, you know, on a different level, then you can create a Facebook page just for your professional, um, your professional life. You know, you could post there or, or not post there, but you can, you know, have a profile there so that if people want to connect with you on Facebook, you do that as well. So I do connect with people on Facebook as well as LinkedIn. And oftentimes I may connect with people 
via text message on my phone. I do that because, and, I, and then I put, just to put a caveat, because when you meet, start to meet new people in an event, if it's like five or six, I may not remember, you know, their names. That has happened to me. I don't know if that's happened to anyone out there. I'll meet people. I remember them. I remember what they're wearing. I remember the conversation, but I may not remember the name. So when I put the information in my phone, I'll put something in my phone where I can remember them by. Like, for example, if I meet someone from a mixer, it was a mixer with the Harlem Business Alliance, I may put Joe from the Harlem Business Alliance. So if I can't remember their name, I remember where I met them and I type in Harlem Business Alliance and everyone that I met that evening will come up. If you're using Evernote, it's the same thing. You could put the information in Evernote and do the tags, Harlem Business Alliance, or maybe you met them at the Waldorf Astoria in New York, and you'll put that in. So if you want to search by them, you can search by a tag name if you can't remember their name. That's a trick that I use because I don't always remember everyone's name the first week or two that I begin to connect with them. But again, meet people where they're at and begin to have a deeper relationship. I um LinkedIn is a great tool because it tells you if somebody's having an anniversary, if someone's um has written an article, you can like it, you can comment. Um there's some people who I, I may have a deeper relationship. I'll I'll say, let's just get together. Or you ask them to, you know, schedule and have coffee. And here's the thing with that. When you start networking with people, most people are under the impression or belief that you're networking so you can get something out of it, right? What can I get out of networking with this person? And I think at the core for most people that is true. But people can see that, especially in today's society. I mean, we have information and people coming at us from all directions, especially if you reach some level of professionalism, somebody either wants you to talk or somebody wants you to help them, you know, from a mentoring mentor relationship. So it can be it can be a lot of requests. So I'm here to say shift from shift your mindset from looking for what you can get out of relation out of the relationship and shift it to what you can contribute to the relationship. Now you're asking yourself, like, how is that the case? I believe that we're all endowed by gifts. Some people discover their gifts earlier than others. Um, One of my gifts is obviously the gift of chatting and talking. But then I kind of discount my other gifts, right? I'm, I'm really good at training and putting together training programs and platforming them. I'm, you know, really great at writing resumes and helping people discover what their achievements are and deciding what keywords or buzz phrases should be in your resume so that employers can find it in the search. So I'm really good at these things. So I can actually help people with that. Um, I like to put together interesting programs. For example, a friend of mine who's a vice principal, um, I know her. I mean, we're not the best friends in the world, but we do have, you know, a casual relationship and I like her on a personal level and I hope she likes me. Um, but I always had in the back of my in the back in the back of my brain, in my mind's eye, that I wanted to do an event with young people, uh, you know, junior high and high school students. And I wanted to do that in a way that moves them forward. And it just so happens to be February, Black History Month. So I actually contacted her and then I contacted her, I believe it was 
possibly in December, because I was thinking about Black History Month in December, and I said, hey, look, I would love to come put a program together with you and your kids for Black History Month. And I sent her the program. And I didn't know it really at the time, but a lot of schools um, really don't have a funding for special programs. And so when I presented that to her, um, they were really all over it. So I am actually going to be presenting at her school. And so I'm really excited about that. But that was a way that I can give back. I'm passionate about it. And it's something I wanted to do. And my intent was not to get, I didn't ask for anything back from her or the school. I really wanted to do this from the bottom of my heart. But again, it's an opportunity for me to give back. And I'm not necessarily thinking about what I can get out of it. But if, you know, I I needed help with something, I would like to think that, you know, she would be in my corner. And to expound on that, if you're going to help someone out or share your gifts with other people, do that with the best intentions. And even if your friends be professional about it, don't get, don't get blurred by the fact that you're friendly, that you don't want to be professional. Because at the end of the day, even if you are sharing your services and you're giving of yourself, you want to do it in a way that upholds your reputation or builds your reputation. Because let's say there is a paying opportunity and she wants to, or he wants to pass your information along to someone else so that you can help another person. And it can be a paying gig. If you are less than professional um, in how you conduct your business and you're not on time and you don't follow up or the program is not up to par, then people aren't open to recommend you, right? Who wants to put, who wants to put their reputation on the line? Who wants to refer someone uh, in their network that's going to make them look bad? So you really have to move forward, even if you're doing something for free for a friend and handle it in the most professional quality and upright presentation of yourself and of the services you provide. That's really important. So we talked a little bit about social media. We talked about really giving of yourself instead of asking for someone to do something for you. I mean, it's, I, it's about reciprocity, right? People want help. They want information. They want referrals, but they haven't really made any deposits in, in the bank account, right? So wh- what bank do you know that you can go to and say, hey, you know, give me $500, give me $1,000, and you have not made any deposits. You have not made a deposit of $500 or $1,000. At that point, you become overdrawn, and there's there's nothing to give you. So the idea of giving first, it it, it tears down the walls of suspicion, you know, I think, and I hate to use that word, but you know, people always, I think people are oftentimes thinking like, what does this person want from me? So if you say, I really, I don't want anything. I just really want to give back. And this is something I really wanted to do. And, you know, can I do it for your organization? Can I do it for your company? Can I do it for your school? It could be a a good way to build credibility, to provide a service and potentially get clients if that's the business that you're in. So those are a couple of things that you want to continue to think about. 
Another thing that you want to do when you're making connections with someone is try to understand things from their perspective, right? So I mentioned introverts earlier. If you're an extrovert and you like to go out and talk to folks, then if it looks like there's an introvert in the room, talk to them. I I tell you, there's lots and lots of successful introverts. Um, Just because you're an introvert does not make you someone who is not driven. It doesn't make you um, someone who does not make good connections with people because sometimes you make better connections with people when you have a smaller pool of friends. Think about it. If you're a person who has lots and lots of friends, you're really only going to have a couple of deep relationships. You'll have lots of people that you know and you connect with people. Um, But for the most part, you're going to have a few people who you have deeper relationships with. Now, if you look at that from an introvert's perspective, the relationships that they have with folks, they're going to be selective with because they're not going to share themselves with everyone. Um, So if you begin to build a relationship with them, they could possibly be someone that you can partner with on a business venture. You can give some of your services to them. Maybe they could be a client Or maybe they could be a work reference somewhere down the line. So that's something to think about. You have to think about things from the other person's perspective, not just your perspective. And initially, you can keep the conversation light depending on the environment that you're in. If you're in a more social environment, you may want to keep it more social. Um, And then maybe gear into, you know, so what what is it that you do? Um, you know, some people are very skeptical when you ask them that question. I know I've, some people just intrigue you. I remember once I was at church and this woman, she was intriguing. There was just something about her. So I said, what do what do you do? And I could see that her guards went up. And so what I automatically did is I, I told her, I shared with her what I did. And so then at that point I started to see that her guards were down. So you have to, again, give something Give something of yourself. I share with her what I do. And the reason why I asked her is because, you know, she has this aura about her that seemed really interesting. And I was just curious of what she did for a living. So that's another thing. Meet people where they're at and try to look at things from the other person's perspective. So we covered quite a few things today um, in terms of networking and why do you want to do it? Networking is... What, again, one of the things that is often talked about, but I really don't think people, most people don't master it. That's why we get stuck, right? When we need a job, then we start networking. You know how many people I coach? I say, well, who's in your network? And they're like, oh, I, you know, Susie's in my network, George is in my network, but I haven't really spoken to them in a year. What you want to do is be able to touch with, base with people so that when you contact them, it's not out of the blue. And you want something. You want to keep those relationships warm. And again, I mentioned that LinkedIn and Facebook is a great way to do that, to, you know, reach out to them if they post something or if um, they have a work anniversary, you can reach out to them and really take the time to write a note. I mean, because sometimes LinkedIn makes it too easy. It'll say, congratulate Janie. And you can just hit a button and it says, congratulations. And that's nice. But you can take about two minutes, five minutes if you're feeling um, really feeling you want to share with the person and say, you know, congratulations. I wish you much success in the near, in the near future. We should get together or chat. Maybe we can pick up the phone and I just, maybe we can catch up and just put something in calendar. 
Um, one of the old school ways of networking, which still works today, if you don't want to manage it through, you know, external source like your Facebook or your LinkedIn, you could go to your calendar and you could put certain people in there and tell yourself to send them an email or a text and see how they're doing. Just as I was getting ready to do this show, I thought about a gentleman that I met at Rutgers University. Um, and we've had texts back and forth about um, some things that are going on at Rutgers. And so I just texted him because I was thinking about him and I really wanted to touch base and just say, hey, let's, let's you know, catch up and let's chat. And another thing that I like to do, because I'm not a person who likes to write things down, I'm getting better with that and I realize that I have to. But if I think of a person, what I like to do is reach out to them immediately and having a smartphone makes that very easy, right? I can just text them or I can send them a Facebook um, post or I can reach out to them LinkedIn. So I get into habit of when I think of someone, I'll reach out to them immediately. That's one way that I can connect with folks. And when you start thinking about your network, what you really are working with is your social capital, right? You're thinking about your social capital and how you're able to build your social capital so that when you need to reach out to someone or you need help with something, it's not a cold contact. It's warm and warm contacts are the best way to reach out and people feel, you know, connected to you. They don't feel like, oh, you know, what is, what does Janie want now? You know, she only contacts me, contacts me when she needs me. Nobody likes that. No one likes to be contacted only when you need them. But I tell you one thing, um, some folks that I've met in my corporate life, I've seen people do this very well and they have no qualms or no bones about it. Even though they um, may not know the person very well, they will pick up the phone and they will say, hey, look, you know, I'm just looking to see what opportunities you may have in your organization. You know, you and I connected from the same, we are from the same school, we're alum. And I was just wondering if you know about this job that I saw on Indeed.com. So I've seen some people do that and master that very well, although they may not know the person directly. And there's no shame in that game. If you're a kind of person that can make that work for you and you can make that part of your network as well, calling people who are part of your alumni, do that as well. I also recommend joining a club or a group. Um, sometimes when you're home, you know, after work, if you go straight home after work, you really don't meet folks, right? You don't meet folks. And here's the thing. If you're not meeting people, then it's really challenging to build your network. Again, LinkedIn is a great way to build your network because it will recommend people that should be in your network. And you can, you know, connect with them that way, but you don't have a personal relationship. And we talked about this is really about building deeper relationships. So those are some of the things I want you to think about today. A, building deeper relationships, using technology and social media to stay in touch with people that you meet through your social networks and your personal networks. If you are an introvert, no fear, no foul, you can meet one or two people in the evening and connect with them the next day. It's not a numbers game. It's about building relationships that you can call upon at a later date and following up with them. And again, if people prefer texting today, then, you know, text them. It's nothing, it's nothing wrong with that. You have to, again, meet people where they are. 
people really don't have time to pick up the phone as much anymore. But if you can text them and work out some of the stuff via text and then follow up with the text and say, hey, why don't we chat? I'm about to call you. Pick up the then they pick, they'll pick up the phone because you've been in contact with them. And you can begin to build your relationship and build deeper connections. And that way you're not looking for them when you need something, but you already have the relationship in place. Again, reciprocity, we talked about that. Being able to provide services or information or feedback before um, you're asking them for something. Um, you Being able to serve is really important today um, because we are such a what can you do for me society. It's refreshing when someone says, hey, what do you need? Is there a way for me to help you? And sometimes help can be in a form of just sharing information. I had someone contact me the other day. Um, he's written a book and he contacted me about the networks that I have in book writing. And I mentioned to him there's quite a few on Facebook, but you know, there, there are groups that you can um, go to, but there's also fairs like book fairs for self-published authors. Go to those, um, go to Barnes and Noble and meet folks as well. So you begin building your network. And I shared some information with him and more than happy to, in terms of him um, having other offerings in addition to his book so that he can be able to use that as a platform to get speaking engagements or other engagements. So just being able to share information with people or helping people or serving in a way um, helps build your relationship. I hope I gave you enough information where you can begin to look at relationships as human capital, right? It's your human capital, but it's your social capital. And the more social capital that you have, the deeper the relationships that you have, the more you can draw upon that when you need it, but you have to make deposits first. Again, I'm Janie Pilgrim. This is The Deal, where little advice can change your life. Thank you so much for tuning in to The Deal FM with Janie Pilgrim. I would love to stay connected with you. So please feel free to connect with me via LinkedIn. Janie Pilgrim is how you can find me. And on Twitter, my handle is The Deal FM. And on Facebook, I can be found as Janie Pilgrim. Looking forward to connecting on Instagram, Pinterest, and Tumblr. Good night.